to the fiddle show what's up ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages shapes and sizes this is the fizzle show why why is it called fizzle because most businesses fizzle out that's why corporate bar because you know what it's like. There's more opportunity than ever before to start something on your own, start earning a little bit of revenue, maybe one day quit your dang day job, because let's face it, you're not good at working for other people. Very few of us are. What Fizzle Show does is it helps you get the insights, the tools, and the training, and the mindset that you need to put one foot in front of the other every single day, all right? That's what we're about, and today is no different. You guys ready to get started? Corbett, you ready to get started today? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say a shout out to all the Serpies out there. Serpies? Uh, the Virgos out there. Oh, yeah. That's for some reason. That's yeah. <laughs> Corbett, you ready over there? Oh, yeah. A little creepy. Steph Crowder, she's calling in. Steph, how are you? Where are you? I am home in my office in good old Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm super excited to uh, chat about our topic today. It's a good one. It's going to help a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I'm not used to you saying good old Louisville, Kentucky, because that Louisville. sounds like some country bumpkin stuff. <laughs> I know, I like it. But you, you know, you're such a, a, a savvy Chicago city girl. Yeah, chick, I am. You know, I am. All right, love it. Okay, so talking about our topic today. Actually, wait, before we do that, listen, if it's your first time listening to the show, like I said in the intro, it's very, very common that you might be making the mistake of not getting just a little bit of help. And so we put together a free package of help for you at fizzle.co slash toolkit. We obviously want everybody who's starting a business to join in at Fizzle so that their business idea has more of a likelihood of success because there's nothing like being independent. But try out our free gift at fizzle.co slash toolkit first as you're listening to this episode and you'll see that we're in this for the real reasons you're not getting you know you're not getting taken advantage of here fizzle.cool fizzle.cool slash toolkit fizzle.toolkit slash cool alright no it's fizzle.co slash toolkit I'm just trying to con- oh my now, god you just confused everything uh, now I always want to make, yeah now the only I listen Corbett you gotta obscure these things so you know only the people who really need it mm-hmm. get in yeah you know yeah, what I mean you have to work for it their, their lizard brain has to be going like wait wait that's yeah. a resource. That's a I thing. should get it. That's a thing we should. It's a new. It's a new kind of. Uh, it's a new kind of marketing strategy where it's called not. It's not marketing. It's a marketing strategy called not marketing, where oh. you do all of this. You do. It's called not not marketing. Is that, is that like not hot dog? It's a. It's. A, <laughs> my brain. What is not hot dog? I have to ask. <laughs> you have to stop. <laughs> yes. On Silicon Valley, I didn't, the I show didn't, on HBO yeah, like yeah. last year. Yeah. The uh, I forget the kid's name the chinese kid that lives at the house okay yeah, yeah. he uh he made an app uh, and <laughs> yes. everybody was like oh it's this app that can like tell different foods apart and and, yeah. and so on he's like no 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 it's hot dog or not hot dog <laughs> and that's it that's all that's the only all thing the app, the app does, does that's it. is it can tell you whether or not a f- item is a hot dog <laughs> or not that is such and, a that is such a good show that's like required watching for entrepreneurs yeah, totally, yeah. and and this is a real app that you can go. Down with. Oh, it is! I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, so you take a picture of the food, and it tells you like a hot dog or not hot, hot dog. dog or not hot dog. That is literally my favorite thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you know what? Just go. We'll put 
we could put a YouTube clip okay. in the All right. We'll find a link to Hot Dog No Hot Dog. And people can go to fizzle. fizzleshow.co slash 252 for the show notes for this one. Including not hot dog. I, re- I really thought you were going to say fizzleshow.co slash hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can make that whatever I want. You can. That's the power you have. I'll, I'll, maybe I will. Who knows? Hey, we should just mention as well. Huh. We don't. We get straight oh. to business. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's mention but, it. But we should just mention, like, we have a lot of amazing free resources for people out there. Mm-hmm. This show being one of them. Mm-hmm. And if people are listening to this show, it's probably because they are trying to build a business. They're trying to become an independent, you know, freelancer, contractor, consultant, yeah. uh, coach, somebody who's creating courses for people, a blogger, a podcaster, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we've got things for you. Uh, and I know we mentioned them now and then we drop them now and then, but, um, for example, if you're trying to build an email list mm-hmm. and you're struggling with it, you want yeah. to build it faster, you can go to fizzle.co slash email. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What else we got for people, Chase? Well, we got the business sketch template, yeah. which is a one page business plan. A lot of people waste tons of time putting together a business plan that doing things that don't matter at all. This little sketch sheet helps you figure out exactly what matters about that. You'll have to, I don't have, I don't think I have a link for that one. Oh no, uh, just, have just have to go with search. Like honestly, you're inter- you're enterprising people. Yeah. Look for the business sketch template. Oh, we should have little links for all of those. I know we should. Do. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe fizzle.co slash bst works or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's also the eighty twenty copywriting sketch sheet, which like I know a lot of professional copywriters who literally swear by that thing. Yeah. It's just a tool that we created. That's a one page. You know, and easy. for any blog post, any podcast, any sales page, any anything, course, any, any social any social update, any anything like that. Yeah, it's really helpful. Yeah, um, we do have a lot of things, and almost all of them are included in the tool toolkit. I think. Oh, great! Yeah, so just go to fizzle.co slash toolkit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's all the right. way. That's the way to do it. Okay, so getting into our topic today, Steph, like. You mentioned yesterday that you've been talking to you, you. You do this thing where where anybody who signs up for Fizzle, they they uh, can do a one on one call with you, mm-hmm. and you help them sort of diagnose their business and figure out what's next and what the next like course would be most helpful for them, and maybe what to do in the forums, what what to ask for feedback on on and stuff like that to get the conversation going. Um, and you mentioned you saw kind of a trend in the last several that you've done. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's really interesting. I love, again, if you, I think this is something really unique and cool about Fizzle membership is you do get access to coaching as part of your membership. So uh, we do Fizzle Fridays every Friday, which honestly is my personal favorite part of the whole membership is you get to spend an hour, 90 minutes, sometimes two hours with me or Corbett or Chase, just depending on who's hosting, as well as 25 other people in the room who are in the exact same space places you are trying to figure all this out. So that's really awesome. And in addition to that, when you join, you do get an opportunity to book like a little express coaching session with me just to kind of get pointed in the right direction. And I've done a couple of these this week and it was really interesting because I had two basically back to back a couple mornings ago. And the similarities between them, even though the two people were working on completely different ideas was really striking. And I think Chase, we were doing a team meeting and Chase was like, Steph, what have you kind of been noticing lately? And this is really what stood out to me. Both people that I talk to, and it's not just them, I see this a lot. And um, I think it's very common, very normal 
for newer entrepreneurs or anybody who's kind of got like a new idea. Maybe you've even been at it for a long time, but you've just got a new idea. I asked them to start telling me about the about what they're trying to do, to, what they're trying to do. And inevitably, almost all the time, we automatically jump to the how or the method. Um, talking about kind of the bells and whistles or the steps or the, you know, fancier parts of what you're going to do for people. And I'll give you an example of this. And this is um this is a, a, actually a hypothetical example because these co- these coaching sessions are confidential, just so everybody knows. But they, this is an example that I think will serve us well. So let's just say that a newer entrepreneur wants to make a business, create a business, and create a platform around mindful parenting. So all my parents out there, I have a 20-month-old. Sometimes you lose your temper or you get frustrated or you just kind of want to throw your hands up in the air and cry, whatever the case may be. And uh, let's just say that this particular person really wanted to create resources and um, like, let's just say it's an ebook, wants to create an ebook to help people be more mindful with their parenting. So in this particular case, let's just say I'm talking to the person and she says, you know, I say, what are you working on? Oh, I'm going to be creating this ebook for mindful parenting. And I'm going to get people to do five minute meditations when they're frustrated. I'm going to get them to do 30 second breathing exercises in the bathroom. I'm going to get them to stop and consider their behavior before they act out, et cetera. So the interesting thing about that, that that always gives me uh, what I end up doing with people every time this happens is asking them to take a step back. Because if you think about who the ideal person is that would want this ebook, you know, it's probably a mom or dad, just like myself, who's got young kiddo or just like Chase too, where it gets crazy. And maybe you just don't, you know, you're, you're not super proud of your behavior in every single moment because you lose your temper mm. or, or you wish that yeah. you could be more, um, engaged as a parent or present as a parent. But it's not like I'm walking around saying, I really wish I had more mindfulness as a parent. That's not really the language that uh, that us parents are using. Like literally I'm trying to survive hour to hour. I was texting with one of our listeners, Beth Hornback, who we've had on the show before. We were talking on Instagram today and she was like, you know, I'm just trying to get through the next five minutes because she has sick kids. And sometimes that's really how it is. So it's not like parents are walking around saying, I wish I had more tips for mindfulness. So what ends up happening is the entrepreneur gets really uh, in the weeds, I like to call it, with the method. You know, this person is going to create resources, meditations, thought exercises, intention setting to ultimately help these parents be who they want to be. That so what they're buying in this case is not mindfulness. And through our conversation, like this hypothetical conversation, what we would probably discover is what this parent is actually looking for is to feel like she's being a good mom or to feel like he's being a good dad and to not feel out of control when you lose your temper. So it brings us back to, I think the conversation today is really going to be about how do you take a step back from the method that all of us get kind of obsessed with? Because I think it's easy to believe that people are buying the steps, but that's really not what they're buying. What people are buying is the future version of themselves that they want to be. So you have to look at it, I think, through that lens of if I, and this is the cool part too, is if you are building something, chances are you might be building something that you needed yourself six months or a year ago or two years ago. And you have to ask the question, 
what would I have needed to hear? What would I have needed to hear to get this book? It wouldn't have been mindfulness. It would be like, hey, you're not a crappy mom. You just need some tools. So thinking, taking a step back and thinking through what do these people need to hear versus getting super in the weeds of the tips and the tactics and the steps, which isn't like these people a lot of times don't know what they need. So talking to them with that language isn't going to um, get them to, to really resonate with what it is that you're doing. So that's the big pattern that I've noticed lately is just getting kind of stuck down in the method or the steps, not as focused on what I like to think of as the transformation that people are going to go through if they consume your content or work with you or, you know, become your customer. All right, Corbett, what do you, what do you hear in this? Well, I'll, I'll take it a, a step further than Steph even and say that when I hear an entrepreneur or a startup talking about the method, the process, the steps, mm-hmm. you know, the secret sauce, that sort of stuff, yeah. it can even be a red flag for me in that we see entrepreneurs all the time. In fact, this happened to me uh, with a startup that I ran over a decade ago. Being married to a particular method instead of being married to the outcome that you want your customers to achieve can be a fatal flaw that prevents you from seeing what you really should be building for people. So Mm -hmm. in the case of uh, a parent, let's say, who discovered for themselves that mindfulness was a really great approach, Mm. what might happen is that this parent may find, if their mind is open, that other parents don't benefit from mindfulness in the mm. same way that they do. Yeah. That it's really hard to translate the results that work for them to results that work for other people. So instead, you know, they go around and the whole world looks like a nail because they have a hammer. Uh, they what they should be doing is recognizing that they have an idea, they have a hypothesis that this process, this method will work for other people, Mm. but they need to go out and prove whether or not that is true. And instead, think, as Steph said, about the transformation that you want people to go through, the benefits that you want people to have. You know that at a high level, you want to help parents feel more in control, but the way that you get them from point A to point B might not be exactly what you're coming at it with right Mm. now. And so the early stages, like when you're podcasting, when you're blogging, when you're creating YouTube videos, content marketing, or when you're out there having customer conversations, what you're really trying to do is validate whether or not your method rings true with people. Mm. And also, you need to be really aware of how to translate from benefits to method. Right? Mm. You need to first grab people's attention with the benefits that they want, the things that they're looking for, and then be able to convince them that you have a process that works for them. And that may or may not be the process that you start out with. I was going to say, you know what's really great about what Corbett's talking about right now, and this is something that I wanted to add just based on the reaction that I get from our customers who I'm talking to when I introduce this concept and I'm imagining for people listening, I actually see a lot of relief in people when we start to talk about this because they're like, mm. oh, like it's so, it's actually quite a bit more fun, I think, as an entrepreneur to think about this stuff. People get, and it's, it's, it's interesting. It makes sense to me that people are booking coaching sessions with me when they get to this point because you will get stuck. You will get stuck when you're like banging your head against the wall with like, how do I make this method compelling? And when I tell people like, hey, let's take a step back. Let's talk about 
what that transformation is, I see them relax and go, oh, like I can talk about that. Like that's, you, you kind of lose your way a little bit when you start to think about like, well, how exactly how am I going to do it? So mm. it's pretty cool. I think that what we're talking about here is probably going to maybe relax. Like if this is sounding like a relief to you right now and you're listening to this, that's great. That's really exciting because it, you might be thinking, oh, like that's all I have to do. I mean, there's quite a bit more work involved, but it, I think it feels really relaxing to go back to this transformation because that's likely what you're in this for, you know, to see people um, make that kind of transformation. Like that's really exciting. So allow yourself to get excited again because it's easy to get off track with the method. That part can really be like just draining. Go back to that transformation and get jazzed up about what your product, service, blog, podcast is actually going to be able to do for people. I've noticed like a real shift in people's energy when they when they refocus themselves on that that broader mission. Mm, I love that. And now, Corbett, one of the things you said yesterday really brought this home for me. You said there's this really common scenario where an individual goes through their own transformation and then tries to sell the piece at the end of the puzzle that made them have the, talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. You know, you know what it's like when you're, even if you're just Googling for something and, and you end up like on this, this thread where you jump from one conclusion to the next yeah. and you end up at figuring out this puzzle piece that like unlocks everything for you and you go, aha, it's like this big moment, mm-hmm. aha. But it's only an aha because you went through that whole journey. You went from, you know, step one to step two to step three and so on. When you have that that feeling, that aha feeling, and you've experienced that transformation, it's natural to just want to run out there and like start screaming from the rooftops, like, I have it, I have the answer. Totally. The problem is the question that people have out there who are mm. looking for this answer yeah. isn't the question that you got that got you right to that answer. It's a question way at the beginning of this journey. Yeah. They're just like, how do I not go to bed feeling like I this this day was ruined for me because of my interaction with my child. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do I how do I go to bed feeling like I've actually like been a good parent for once mm-hmm. and not uh they're not asking themselves, you know, what form of mindfulness would unlock this thing for me? Yeah. You know? Totally. It it may be that they're looking for that, but it's unlikely. It's a, well we would call that and at least some marketers would Formal marketers would call that like the level of sophistication of the marketplace. Yeah. Right. So, for example, there's this guy that I've been like, just you maybe you've seen him. I, I tweeted out the other day one of his disclaimers, which was just hilarious. Um, but it's this science based six pack guy, right? And he's yeah. just advertising everywhere. Well, one of the advertisements I just saw. Was his, the it was like a picture of him like burly you know with his with his abs and stuff like that and the and the headline was something like the truth about intermittent fasting mm-hmm. that was the level that they're trying to get me at yeah because as you remember Corbett talked to me about uh, intermittent fasting six years ago now I read some blog posts about it tried it out had a lot of results it was cool intermittent fasting as a concept is in the marketplace now yeah of four people at a specific uh, level of sophistication. Right. If you come at one of those persons talking like, have you ever wanted to have a badass six pack? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to come off as like, oh, this is like, I'm beyond that. I don't right. believe in these products. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you come at them at a level of sophistication that matches up what they already know. Now you're meeting them where they're at. Yes. Which seems to be, 
exactly what this conversation has been about, right? Yeah. Meeting someone mm-hmm. where exactly where they are right now. And now we can, I feel like as a marketer, I've been guilty of this um, personally because we work in these concepts and with these, these material all day long. Yeah. Every day. Totally. Right. And so I might be throwing someone around like talking about some, some, Concepts that they just don't even know about, right? But because they're a fizzler and they're in there, they can say, I don't know what that means. Help me understand that. And I'm like, oh, this, 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 this. And I get them going. Yeah. But then when I turn around and try to talk to the world, I need to slow my roll and go way back. And normally, I uh, end up talking about like, hey, uh, either, either what we're, who we're talking to are people who know they want to do their own business, right? They already know that thing. So I don't need to convince them of like, have you ever thought about leaving your job and this, that, and the other? Like, right. it's actually kind of a good idea, but is it possible? It might be, you know, it's like that's, that would be a wider net even, but catch people that are less sophisticated than, than, you know, if you're looking for blog topic ideas or some of our other things. So I'm boring myself in the details here a little bit, but the point is if you are making a book or a blog, or a podcast, or a product of any kind, you need to start right here. You need to start with this exact framework. Now, what we've talked about several times, we've mentioned the word transformation. Yeah. All right? I love this, because transformation is what any product is selling you. What any entrepreneur is truly selling you is some transformation. By the way, it's also the same thing that any story is telling you, right? Story structure is almost very similar to marketing structure. You have to be selling them as a hero of this journey, yeah. and you're giving them a tool on the journey, so to speak. So when we're talking about this transformation, I think, uh, I think there's no better way of thinking about it than what we call a customer journey map, right? That's just this... Simple tool we're going to walk you through right now. It's one of the things we use a lot in our Startup Blog That Matters course, for example, and stuff like that as a way to help you get out of your skin, out of your, like, just what they call the expert's dilemma. Yeah. And into, into the walk a mile in, in your customer's shoes. And it is a real dilemma. You mentioned just a few minutes ago that we're guilty of this. Yeah. This happens to everybody, especially the longer you've been at something. Yeah, totally. It becomes really hard to have beginner's mind again. And this tool is really just an empathy tool to put yourself in the shoes of your potential customer so you can understand where they're coming from, and mm. you can meet them there. You have to approach those people where they're at and then say, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Let me take you on this journey. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, then you, and then slowly you explain to them how you're going to help them achieve that transformation. Totally. But first you have to say, hey, that intermittent fasting thing you're thinking about, yeah. let me tell you about that. Totally. And then, and then go forward. And one pe- what people probably might need to know is like, there's someone out there who's, who's right now just like thinks they know what we're talking about and they don't. They haven't got it yet. They haven't realized that they're making this mistake right now. And it is costing them every visitor that comes to their website, every email that they send, yeah. every, every you know, potential visitor to their sales pages or to their social media accounts and things like that. Yeah. We're talking about how you align what you put out there with what they're looking for. And this is one of the most important things you can do today in modern business where the signal to noise ratio is off the damn charts. Like there's just billions and billions of social posts happening every day, right? What are, are you in that mix? 
what are you in that mix of of billions of web pages? Yeah. Of millions of new business ideas started. You don't get an opportunity to educate people. You have no. to you have to get their attention with something they want. We've always talked about how a business only exists if it taps into an existing need, not like you said, educating a market. Like, trying to trying to say like we know in Steph's example, we know mindfulness has a, an amazing effect on being a parent. Like we just know it. We know it. I can do it with you. If I worked with you, I can get you practicing this little quick 30 second thing and it will change every interaction you have with your kid. It will, it will help you get right, get on the right track when you get off track. Like it's just such a powerful tool, but I can't walk around selling mindfulness. I need to sell more connected parenting. I need to sell like the things that you're already looking for unless you're already looking for a mindfulness parenting solution. Right. And that, and that's, Entirely within possibility. It totally you is. might find that mindfulness is a hot enough topic that you can lead with that and you'll catch people. Like yeah. intermittent fasting, for yeah, example, which exactly. is a fairly advanced topic. Mm-hmm. But obviously enough people are thinking about it that you can use that. You can lead with that. But this is something you have to test and mm-hmm. you have to talk to people and you have to start probably with this customer journey map that we're yeah. talking about. Love it. Okay, so what I've heard so far is the solutions are twofold. Number one, you need to be aware that you're in the weeds, that you're you're talking about your how-to or your method or your your goal. You're all what you're doing is you're smoking what you're selling, basically. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is the challenge. And then the 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 tangible way that we've designed or like that we use to get people through that problem is to use this customer journey map. And I want to tell you exactly how to use that, but first. A message from our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Gusto. Corbett, tell us, tell the people what Gusto does. Gusto is a uh, all-in-one payroll solution. They also have HR and benefits. By the way, I only ask him to do it because he's the one who uses Gusto for oh, yeah. us. We use this thing. I'm locked into Gusto like once a week, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So it does our payroll. It does our payroll. So this is how we receive our paychecks. Yeah. Uh, it's how we make sure that all of the forms that we need to have handled at the end of the year are handled. Mm-hmm. Gusto knows that Chase and I live in Oregon, Steph mm-hmm. lives in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and it knows how to handle those forms for us and make sure that we've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. It also helps us pay our contractors. We have mm-hmm. some people who work for us on an hourly basis, and we can just log into Gusto after they send us their invoice. Yep. And uh, send that payment to them, and then make sure that they get the 1099s at the end of the year. Does it make all, yeah? Does it make the taxes and the 1099s all that stuff so easy? Does all that stuff super easy? Oh man! And it's pretty damn cheap as well. Yeah. Uh, I think in our scenario, we pay like maybe forty dollars a month or something like that, and that's for you know having five people on payroll something yeah. like that. So it's it is well worth it what you pay for it. And uh, I have used the other alternatives that are out there, yeah. the old school alternatives mm-hmm. that are horrendous. Mm-hmm. And Gusto is the first one that I felt like, ah, finally. It feels like the, Gusto is one of my favorite modern internet companies that's transforming you know, old school technology. Exactly. Right? I love what they do. So listen, you guys can sign up today and get three months for free once you run your first payroll using Gusto. You just go to gusto.com slash fizzle or gusto.com slash fizzle. <laughs> Both spelled the same, G-U-S-T-O dot com slash fizzle. Our thanks to Gusto for supporting independent business and the fizzle show. Okay, Steph, so now you mentioned this, that when you have these conversations with people who are... 
naturally kind of getting lost in the weeds and trying to come up with a perfect how-to scenario or put their method together or something like that, that you'll have them do this quick and simple exercise called the customer journey map. Tell us how you walk them through this kind of thing. Yes. Well, I will say, I think that for anyone listening who's really curious about this, what I always end up doing, because I only have, these are express coaching sessions. I only have 15 minutes with people. So I always end up pointing them to one of our main courses, probably the main course other than our roadmap in Fizzle, which is the start a blog that matters course. And if you're listening to this and you're like, this is kind of what I need, you got to take that course. You guys get, you get a free trial. You should literally get your free trial and take this course and cancel if you have to. I don't think you will, but this is the course that if this is resonating with you, this is the one where it comes from. So I always point people to that course because it's, it's really, powerful and I find the examples to be within that course to be very rich and, and easy to understand. And uh, in essence, what we end up talking about, and then I send people to take the full course because it goes in much more detail, is to think about, okay, so you know that you don't want to get stuck in the method. We'd, we've isolated that as a problem. We've talked about the transformation, but what we have to focus on then is ask yourself, what like if you were to, to think about where you were a year ago or two years ago or six months ago, you know, assuming that many people are creating solutions that they wish they had, what would you say that point A would be? Like describe what life was like for you when you were in that space. And then I kind of like, they say a few things like for the parenting example, you know, oh, I would lose my temper with my kids. I would go to bed really regretting some things I said or, or just, you know, the kid cried and I, I made it worse by engaging, whatever the case may be. And then I'll say, okay, that makes sense. Now skip over all the method stuff that you got into before. Tell me what it feels like, what it felt like to you since you've implemented your tools. What is, what can life be like? Or what is life like now that you have some better tools for coping with this? And this person person might say, well, now I just feel like I can be in control. Yes, I still lose my temper, but I, I know what my triggers are. I can take a step back. I can. I feel like I'm watching myself in third person and I'm like advising her instead of being, you know, like out of control and flying off the handle. So that right there is your example of the transformation. So it's thinking about what would point A be like and then really starting to write out like the actual words you would have used. And if you need help with this part, if you're like, I don't really like point A feels fuzzy for me, then you need the customer conversations course. That's like a whole separate topic, but you have to be able to speak that language of just like Chase said, meeting people where they are and using their real language. Like what does it feel like to be back in those shoes of the parent who's out of control with their interactions with their kids? Like what's it feel like? How does it weigh on them? You know, what, what would it be like to fix it? And then thinking about what that end result would be like and using that language. So that is really, I think the main concept that we talk about with a customer journey map is what is point A? What is point B? There's a bridge between the two. That's where your product, service, blog, podcast, and content, that, that comes into play with how you're going to build that bridge. You're basically telling people, hey, I can help you get across this bridge. Take my hand. I'm going to take, I'm going to lead you. But that bridge, the building of that bridge is really secondary to uh, isolating and, and really um, like defining that point A and point B. That is the first step. Before you could ever build a bridge, you have to be able to know what those two things are and really really nail them. Yeah, I love that. So you're talking about the difference between sort of the the final uh, destination, so to speak, and then the starting point, you know, the finish line and the starting yeah. line, 
right? And and so if you remember, Steph was just saying, like, what was it like for you? What did it feel like before you were using mindful parenting, before you whatever had fizzle in your life or before you purchased this product or like had this coach as a hired this coach on or something like that. What was your life? Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was confused about what to do next. I was, you know what I mean? Really kind of trying to get into the feelings of that. What are the, then ask the question of on the other side, now that, now that the problem's been solved, now that the solution's been found, what's it like now? Okay. Well, I, I have, I'm more connected with my kids. I have more time with them that is more nourishing. And, and I feel like I'm not constantly even frantically running around from thing to thing to thing. I'm, my life is simplified. I'm happier. I have more love mm-hmm. and relationships in my life, right? Whatever. All of these kinds of things, just little crap like that. You know, just the just stuff, like, just like sales page stuff, right? Then, then there's the bridge between them. What, so what happened? Like what? What happened for you? What did you learn? What did you try? What did you do? What were the things? What were the, either, each of the pieces that you found? Corbett, I loved your example of like being on Google and you just, who knows how you and ended up on the Wikipedia page for shamanism, but that happened. <laughs> right, right. But you started that, that Google session with the term that you knew. Yeah. You didn't know that it was going to lead you to shamanism. Yeah, totally. You just knew that um, you felt disconnected from your spirituality or something. Yeah, totally. And that's what you typed in. Yeah, or like, or like, hey, what does the dolphin, uh, what does the dolphin spirit guide mean? You know, you never know how these things find you. You never know. Uh, So, by the way, playfulness, relationships, and the heart. That's what the dolphin spirit guide. Oh, why? Thank you. I didn't take the bait on that. I had a powerful initiation with a dolphin spirit guide, so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing the research over here. (laughs) So, the point A and point B references are really important because those two things should dominate the top of any sales page that you write. Yeah, and they should probably be the headlines of blog posts and the, you know, the content of social media that you post. Yeah, because those are the things that are going to grab the attention of your potential customers. Point A being how they feel now, and point B being how they want to feel. They already know those two things. Mm -hmm. They don't know all the stuff in between. So once you grab your attention, then you can start to explain like, well, here's how I will take you from point A to point B and convince them that you are the person to lead them on that journey. But you don't do that until you've got their attention, which yeah. is again couched in point A and point B. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, I mean, so I think what what people need at this point is they need to just do this work. Yeah, they need to just the simple. I'm gonna, I'm making a simple downloadable template that you can use right now. You can go to fizzle.co/journey and you can get your own copy of the journey map totally for free and do this on your business. Do this on your product. Do this on an individual blog post because what it's helping you do is it's helping you understand the transition and the value of that bridge in between. And it's going to make you have a deeper, more resonant connection with every person that comes to your website, right? Because you're catching them where they are. You're not, you're not coming down the mountain like some guru who knows everything. You're just going like, Hey, do you ever get stuck on your business? 
I did too. Here's what I found out, right? Like, it's not like, do you know that this, uh, it's not all of this, uh, you know, pushing the glasses up your nose, going like, mm, so uh, apparently you've never read this book from uh, Carl Sagan. It explains exactly what you're talking about. I don't understand why you're still asking this question. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I, I feel like at this point, that's the best thing to do. But just in case, like, like, Anything else that comes to mind, like for instance, Steph, you talked about uh, uh, something about these essential oils as a good example for this. Again, mm. wrap up, wrap up everything yes. you've kind of been talking about with this essential oil example. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's a great point. And one just quick thing I'll add too that uh, is an added bonus of going through this customer journey map. So you guys should definitely grab the grab the guide. Is it's also an awesome way to come up with blog content. So that's one of the things I love about the course is the course yeah. will have you not only consider the transformation, but then you could literally end up with a year's worth of blog posts just by thinking about what would be okay. I've got point A and point B. What would be the step by step by step? And you could come up with fifty itty bitty little steps that are all individual blog posts. So if you are anybody who struggles with coming up with content, which I'm pretty sure is like a universal thing that we all struggle with, it's pretty cool to think about this framework because you like it's like instant ideas for content, which is really awesome. And um, onto the example of essential oils. So this is something I've been thinking about because it's one of our popular questions that we get from our fizzlers, our community members is, hey guys, okay, great. So, you know, when you're talking about solving problems and like a lot of sales rhetoric, will talk about solve the problem and problems and solutions. A lot of our folks are like, that's all well and good, but like I'm over here selling vitamins when you guys are talking painkillers. This is a, a topic we've talked about before on the podcast. And so people kind of run into this problem of, you know, I create art or I create artisanal soaps or, you know, things like that, that you might be thinking to yourself. Like, I'm not over here curing cancer. I just like to make pretty candles. How am I supposed to, like, what's the problem I'm solving? And so I just really want to uh, encourage people who are like raising their hand right now in that boat that my favorite example of this right now is essential oils. So chances are, if you're listening to this, you've probably noticed that we're in the middle of like what, I've, what I'm calling an essential oil boom. There's, uh, you know, Young Living is a big company that's doing super well right now. And before that, there's doTERRA. So a lot of people are getting involved in, it's, it's another MLM, you know, multiple level marketing where people are selling um, these oils. And you'd be thinking to yourself, like, these are not cheap. If you have any experience, if you've looked at these, like, you get like a tiny bottle, like a five milliliter bottle, and this thing might be anywhere between 30 and 50 bucks for a bottle. So you might be asking yourself, like, what? Like, what? I mean, that's the furthest thing from solving a problem. So you might think, I mean, unless you have a lot of money to burn, why would you be buying essential oils to diffuse in your house or to use on your body, you know, for, for various things. But the story behind these oils, I think is what's really working well. So what you'll see from people who are doing a great job at telling this whole story is how they have revolutionize their health by embracing a chemical free lifestyle. So there's a lot of studies that people are, you know, they're kind of coming to light that show that women in particular, but men too, but I just know about the women side of things, women in any given day put on something like 150 different types of chemicals between the time they wake up and the time they go to bed. So, you know, long story short, we interact with a lot of scary stuff that we don't really fully understand the results and the harm of the toxicity. So this whole 
like making the switch, you can you can use essential oils for various you know ailments or for her. I don't know, face masks, like washing your face, all different types of things you can do. You can use it to clean your home instead of like more harmful chemicals. So the story has become, you can embrace this way of living to increase your longevity, to um, improve the way you feel in your body, to lift your mood, to balance your hormones. So see how like that transformation has gone from being like, why would anybody spend 50 bucks on a tiny little bottle of oil? (laughs) They don't talk about, you know, like, like where, I mean, they kind of, but it's not really key to the story is like, where is the seed from that goes into the oil? And, oh, it's just the purest. Mm -hmm. That's not really the story. The story is more, how does this product like absolutely revolutionize your life? And people are out there talking about how this lifestyle has just changed everything and they no longer get headaches and they've been able to go off their medication. So the story is much more, it's much bigger than, you know, oh, I'm a luxury product. If you're an artist, it's about like helping people visualize their home, like their family room being brought together by this beautiful piece of art that's like the anchor and how people feel when they see it. So you can kind of start to think like, no, you're not curing cancer. Few of us are, but you can start to ask yourself like, how does this change someone's life? Like, what does it do for their lives that 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 changes from that point A to point B? So I think it's really cool to look at it. I've been having fun lately looking at examples like the essential oils and seeing how good of a job they're doing of telling that story when in reality, it's for sure like a full-on luxury product. And yet people are, people are buying it up like crazy. So I think that one's a really good example of something that's not necessarily like problem-based and this, this, this uh, method still works really well. I love it. Yeah, and I mean, I'll, I'll go so far as to say that whether essential oils work or not, there are products like that out there that have probably dubious claims to like actual, um, yeah. you know, success rates. Mm-hmm. And so on. Like, think about nootropics, for yeah. example. We were yeah. talking about that the other day. Yeah. You said yourself you had bought one because it, the benefits sound amazing, yeah. but you weren't sure if you really felt anything. Yeah. There's tons of them out there like that. Benefits are so powerful that. A lot of times people will be willing to spend money just for the chance, even though deep down they're like, oh, maybe it's going to work, maybe it's not. Or they might even convince themselves that it did work because they want those benefits so much. Yeah. They might get it a placebo effect. Benefits are really powerful, and that's why the best marketers in the world are able to sell things like yeah. essential oils and nootropics and everything else on just a promise because they understand what people want, they understand what their life is like, they understand how to sell them on the potential of mm, the products. I love that. So when we start off, oftentimes we make this mistake where we get really in-depth into the weeds of the how-to, the method, the what makes us different and all of this stuff. And we would do really well to stop and double down on getting more in touch and in tune with the problem that is really where people are resonating at, right? And in fact, for nine times out of 10, most of us are building a business where it's scratching our own itch, right? Where it's like, where were we when we started that Google search? Where were we when we were dealing with these uh, these health pains or these health issues before we realized that you know intermittent fasting was going to solve our diet thing, or before we realized that that essential oils is a place that we should investigate about like, you know, helping out things in our, in our health or nutrition or something. And, and in closing, I think, uh, and, and we've got a, a tool for you, right? Of course, to, to be able to do this, just stop right now and go to fizzle.co slash journey. 
follow through the steps in the guide and understand where people really are on the other side of that bridge and what you need to do to build that bridge over to your side, over to the benefits side. And then finally, in closing, I just wanted to, this makes me think of, of um, you know, I listened to Mark Maron's podcast, WTF, religiously for like five years, maybe six years or something. I, I haven't listened to an episode in a long time now, just because I've got too much, <laughs> too many other, I don't know, it's just like, I'm like onesie twosie on so many different things right now. Yep. Um, but one of the best things I probably, that one of the things that sticks with me most about that is this one story he tells about when he was in the UK, and I think it was with a guy called Stuart Smith, I think this English comedian who is brilliant. The guy is just like, his whole act is basically telling the audience how stupid they are through the use of like incredibly intelligent puns and like silly like recursive logic and i don't know he's brilliant uh, i think his name is stewart but stewart something um i think and anyways his act is very weird it's very strange and and he said i realized as i was coming up about how, like at some point in that there's going to be there's going to be people in every audience that were like i'm sorry this isn't for you like like just hold tight i'm going to be done in a little bit <laughs> I'm going to do this thing with these people. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but somehow he also got this insight that he told to Mark Marin and it like changed his life. Mark said it like, like completely changed his, his outlook for a while, which is like, don't forget that every person in that seat at the comedy club is secretly kind of wanting you to be good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Rooting for you. They're kind of secretly like, I hope this is good. I hope this is good. Yeah. They're rooting for it. You know what I mean? They want that to happen. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's a good mindset to be in when you're thinking about making that, that home page or that sales page or that, uh, you know, podcast episode or that ebook or yeah. something like that. It's like, you guys, people really, they want that. I buy a nootropic because I really want it to work for yeah. me. I really want that benefit. And when you line, align yourself with those benefits and you do it in a way that's like absolutely above board every step of the way because you're speaking like a human, you're being yourself, you're not, you're not BSing anybody or anything, right? This is the business of the future. This is also the business of the past. This is the business that lasts. Right. Do you know what I mean? This is the business that lasts. So uh, don't forget that. I love that little message that. From, from WTF yeah, with Mark awesome. Maron. All right, guys. I think that's it. I think we got to call it quits there. I hope you have gotten everything you needed out of this episode on, you know, on this customer journey map, a simple sketch template for you to be able to figure out how you build that bridge between where you are and where your customers are right now so that you can resonate deeper with them. I have been Chase, Chase Warbin Reeves. I've been Chessmaster Reeves. Uh, Steph Corbett, thank you guys for joining today. And I would I'll leave it there. Don't forget, there's that one quote from Albert Einstein who says something about something, something, spend most of your time figuring out the problem before you work on the solution. Because if you don't have the right question, it won't matter the answer that you come up with. All right, y'all. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.